0: This coming January will make four years. Samoa Joe has been on Raw SmackDown, the main roster, and he has yet to win the WWE or Universal Championship. Instead, one of the best assets of the company is doing commentary. Welcome to Getting Over in 15 Minutes. I'm gonna go against the grain and talk about someone who's actually already over in WWE. AJ Styles. AJ Styles is the subject this week because... He has a match for the championship this Sunday, TLC, against Drew McIntyre. Up to this point, WWE hasn't done anything to make AJ Styles look like a credible opponent to Drew McIntyre. And Styles isn't exactly someone who needs the help in looking like a credible opponent. So, what's happening here? Why is somebody with the accolades of AJ looking like he needs three people three lackeys to help him actually defeat Drew McIntyre let's turn the clock back for a minute let's talk about um, when AJ first showed up in the company do you think Vince looked at him and thought he needs to go to NXT he needs to stay there for five years maybe we'll put him on 205 Live you know what he probably did think that but we're going to assume positive intent, at least for a moment. That, you know, maybe he didn't. Maybe he looked at all AJ's time in TNA and thought, Man, this guy is obviously already got the, uh, the talent. Not only that, but he's got the fan base in place already. All we have to do is put him out there and people will go crazy. And you know what they did? I was there live when he debuted at the Royal Rumble in Orlando. That was the loudest pop I've ever heard in a wrestling event in my life. So, jump ahead now. We're going to go all the way up to SmackDown After Medium this year. AJ was in a rut. I don't know what was going on, but his booking over on Monday Night Raw was awful. And they drafted him to Raw, and within two weeks, just two weeks... Of him being on Smackdown. He was relevant again. So. Now we're going to fast forward to. Him being back on Raw. They just transferred him over here. In the draft. Whatever you want to call it. He gets on Monday Night Raw. They put him in the number one contenders match. Which he ends up winning. Which is a great start. But he's got you know. Almost with him. This giant security guard. Who basically helps him win. Then uh. Next thing you know, they got Miz and Morrison acting like his lackeys. So for some reason, this guy who's won all these titles on his own, he's main evented pay-per-views, he's been around for years. All of a sudden, he needs help of three lackeys. These three lackeys, one of which, John Morrison, who shouldn't be a lackey, he should be in the main event picture. He should be one of the people going for number one contender spots instead they have him doing stuff like this which i'll never understand like when morrison came back to wwe he came back as mrs friend just hanging out in the back no big giant debut people would have freaked out they could have made a big deal of john morrison and they didn't anyway back to the subject after aj got booked in that number one contender spot i was i was hopeful Things are looking good. good for him. Not because I expect him to become champion, but you wanna see you wanna see things like this. This is a good spot for him to be in. But personally I do think Drew McIntyre will be holding that belt, at least till Mania. But there's no reason for this lazy booking, and to make Drew McIntyre's <laughs> opponents look like they're unworthy of even being in a match with him. Especially when we're talking about someone like AJ Styles, who more than belongs in the That'll title picture. And what's going to end up happening when AJ loses on Sunday. Because we all know that's what's going to happen. I have very little faith in this company that he's going to come out looking better than he did when he went in. Especially when you have three different people who are going to be interfering in the match on AJ's part. At the very least, there is a silver lining in all of this. And that's that AJ Styles is great at making the best out of whatever he's handed. Whatever it is that they... Put him into, book him into a corner. He's always great at making himself look the best he can with whatever he's given. He always finds a way to come back out on top. Speaking of title matches, why is it that none of the mid-card belts are relevant right now? It is the night of the show, and neither the U.S. title nor the Intercontinental title are being defended. They both have feuds going on. Bobby Lashley has been feuding with Matt Riddle and Sami Zayn has been feuding with Big E. It seems that neither title is ever really important enough to be featured. Something else that uh, this company does it on a regular basis is they'll focus on one of those titles and the other one will just be completely ignored. You won't see that champion for weeks. And unless the belt is on someone like AJ Styles, it just seems like whoever is champion is just champion of catering. You know, then we get someone like Sami Zayn, who could literally be giving us five-star matches every single week. But instead, he's being squashed for made to look like a buffoon. This is something that I like to say often. Remember Zayn and Nakamura at TakeOver? Look where they are now. Nakamura is being pinned in five minutes by Otis. And Sami Zayn is running around the ring because he's supposedly scared of his opponents. It's a sad state of affairs that we're in now. Now, while elite wrestling, they don't get everything right. But one thing they have managed to do is make their mid-card belt not only feel like a big deal, but it also feels like it's as important as the main title. I'm invested in whoever has that title and when I'm always wondering what's going to happen next. Not to mention the title actually gets defended quite often, giving people a reason to tune in each week. And the TNT Championship is gorgeous. I know who is champion. But in WWE situation, I have to stop and think for a minute. Wait, who are the tag team champions again? Who is Team Zane feuding with? It's things I have to actually sit down, think about, and write down in my notes ...before I start this podcast. Otherwise I'll just sit here... dumbfounded the whole time... ...trying to figure it out. They do such a terrible job in WWE... ...getting me invested in anything that's happening. Because everything is planned week to week... ...instead of weeks in advance. You see... ...this is something I set out to not do... ...when I started this podcast. I said in the very first episode... ...that I was not going to talk about... ...my problems with the main roster that I want this to be a positive space. But you know what, the floodgates have opened. So, while we're at it, let's talk about those terribly written promos that we ought to suffer through on Raw this week. Oh, specifically that Garbage Pants opening of the show. Who are they writing these segments for? I honestly think some of these were written by five-year-olds. That warm cup of recycled feces, Christmas poem, really had me wishing I didn't just start my own podcast, where I have to talk about wrestling, because now I feel a sense of responsibility to talk about this hippopotamus flatulence of an episode. It was definitely one of the worst episodes of the year, but you know it's as they say, it was written for a one-person audience. But hopefully somebody got some sort of enjoyment out of this episode, I surely didn't. I do however want to move on from talking about Raw, because it got enough... We got enough airtime time this week people talking about how it was the worst Raw of the year and uh, I do need to move on for it but before I do there's one more thing we need to discuss about it and that is the worst absolute worst part of the whole episode where my podcast is called Getting Over in 15 Minutes WWE should change their names to Burying People in 15 Minutes Keith Lee did not deserve that this week And I'm not even going to get into the whole ordeal about being sent back to the performance center with everybody. Who knows, maybe that was because he would be a great uh, person to teach the ones who need it right now. In Dabba and Almas and all those. Maybe he's being sent with them to help show them how a big guy can wrestle. So we're going to gloss over all that. And we're going to talk about the worst part of Monday Night, which was... Keith Lee losing to both Miz and Morrison in a very confusing handicap match. Usually handicap matches, there's a tag in there. You have to tag your opponent to get in. But for some reason, there were no rules. It was just everybody gang up on Keith Lee. It was just, and don't even get me started on the horse manure written segment beforehand of him having to flip a coldie. But what was the point of this? What did this accomplish? Nothing, especially considering he lost the match. You know, if this match just had to happen, if it had to go on, it should have lasted less than five minutes and Keith Lee should have knocked Morrison out of the ring so we could save him. You know, we don't want to damage him anymore than they already have and then have Biz get pinned by Keith Lee. But that's not what happened. Keith Lee is one of the top three best talents that they have in the entire company. So naturally, they book him to be pinned by Mrs. Morrison. It's upsetting, it's disappointing, and actually I had to step away from writing my notes on the show because the whole thing would have just been completely negative. So I'll just end it with this. Booking him this way only delays the inevitable. Either in this company or another, Keith Lee will be known as one of the major pinnacles of this industry for years to come. He's already there in my firm opinion, but the way this company books him just makes him look otherwise. Okay, and a couple other things to uh, bring up before we bring this to an end today. AEW has a serious problem following through with their storylines. We've got Sting showing up in the middle of A feud between Taz's group and Cody's group. Meanwhile, Cody's also feuding with Shaq. Plus we've got Abaddon challenging Sheeta, but then they both disappear for a couple weeks. There's just so many things that they've started doing. You know, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, thank God there was a segment this week, because otherwise that would have been another thing. Something else they've started that they're not finishing. Now, granted, sometimes there are things that are out of their control. Like a good example of that would be Brandy Rhodes getting pregnant. Uh, so that's going to kind of put a halt on the plans they had with her. But I would really like to see some progression in the storylines that they've started. Hopefully we can get something moving here in the new year starting. And get some things rolling because it's just been a lot of repetition. A lot of sting comes out, stares to everybody down, leaves. Next week comes out talks for a minute or two, the second, the third week, Sting comes out, stares everybody right down, and you're just kind of like, okay, are we going anywhere with this? Is anything else going to happen? Is it just Sting staring people down for weeks on end? And we saw a tip in the ratings this week because of it too, I'm sure. I'd also like to take a second to talk about Alley over in AEW, because I've been watching a lot of the uh, Among Us streams that uh, Evil Uno's been putting out, and... I've got to tell you man, Ellie is one hell of a character that uh, I'd like to see more of on Dynamite. I think that uh, just uh, her saying the phrase EW is one of the funniest things and I think it would make a great addition to her character. I think she should start saying that all the time on on Dynamite. I think it would be hilarious. It could easily become a saying, it could become a t-shirt, you know, make a little bit of that Dynamite money. Alright, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up at the 14 minute mark because I have a bunch more notes and I don't have time for any of it. So that's going to be all for me today. Hope you guys enjoy TLC tonight and yeah, enjoy my voice consistently changing because of my neurological disorder and because my microphone stand keeps slipping slower and slower. Surely, it'll hit the ground here sooner or later. All right, thank you guys. See you next week. Bye-bye.